When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey, it's Keith Keller. A bit of a surprise today. It's Anne-Marie's 100th show. So for a bit of fun, I'm going to interview Anne-Marie. And we're going to talk about a lot of really great stuff. You know, finding your ideal client and standing out in a, in a competitive field is tough work. So Anne-Marie's going to talk about three really, really key principles. Today we're going to talk about the biggest mistake you can make when you start building credibility as a specialist. We're going to talk about the three common money leaks that can prevent you from building a six-figure business. And we're going to talk about the one system that you must have in place if you want to attract your ideal client and build credibility and reputation as an expert in your field. So welcome to your show, Anne-Marie. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. You know, when I was looking at the programming schedule, I thought, who could I invite to interview me? And you know what? Your name just came up because I know that we've worked together and you're a great interviewer, a great podcaster. So uh, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart to saying yes, that uh, you'd join me on the show, the 100th show. <laughs> These are the 100th show, and, you know, we did 100 shows with Career Success Radio, 108 shows, and so exciting to hear that you've done 100 shows now with the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. It's a, such an awesome resource, and I've been on it a couple of times too. So tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about today, and then we'll get into these three chunky sections. Yeah. Well, you know, I think as ambitious entrepreneurs, we've got a passion about our work that we're doing, and we really want to help our clients. So we hang our shingle outside our office doors and many of us are home-based businesses and what happens is we get really frustrated when we find it difficult to stand out in the marketplace. We cringe at the thought of having to sell ourselves. You know, the selling conversation is is almost like, oh my goodness, I'm not going to go there because I don't want to be seen as being a salesy, pushy person. We're not like that at all. And it become really frustrating, especially when you're not able to sign up new clients. And in the work that I've been doing, over the many years and the clients that I've worked with, I found that there's some common reasons why ambitious entrepreneurs can find themselves stuck, not generating the income that they really desire in the work that they want to do and bring that out into the world. And of course, that can become frustrating. It can become confusing. And uh, who wants to build a business where we're feeling confused and frustrated? So we're going to talk all about those kind of reasons. 
That is brilliant because I think that actually sums up the life of a, a budding entrepreneur. There's some of us that have, you know, some people that we know personally that have really got their mojo here and they're, and they're doing really well. They're doing great work. They're getting paid well and it's a double whammy. Mm. When you first start out, you start with a you know, full of beans. You're not generating that really good income that makes you feel valued. And let's start with the first one. What is the biggest mistake that you can make when you're building your business and what do people do wrong? Well, when they think about launching their business and bringing their programs out into the marketplace, they think from the aspect of, I can help everybody in overcoming whatever you know challenge that it is. So their marketing messages and the conversations that they have tries to position their particular services to anyone and everyone. And what happens then is that no one really connects with your message because the message is too broad and you're not being specific enough as to the reasons why people should be listening or your ideal client. And it really boils down to niching. It's not having a well-defined niche that you can start to target. That is such a powerful concept and I, want, I really want to pull that apart because the concept of niching when you first start, it actually feels very counterintuitive because a lot of people, even listening to this call, I'm sure we're going to get some toxic bellies here. Oh, look, no, that, no, that can't be right because what happens if I miss out? If I miss out on the guys, if I target women, what happens if guys want to come to me? I want to dig deeper here because if you can market to, for instance, 28 to 40-year-old women who have two children living in the suburbs, working from home, and they watch such and such a TV show and they spend their time here and they like lattes and they've got red cars and red shoes, then, you know, if you can get really specific, you can create magical marketing around that because people go, hey, you know, I really dig red shoes <laughs> and this particular person loves red shoes too. And you get this connection. I mean, it's a bit of a jump if you've never done it before, but niching is absolutely the number one ingredient, isn't mm, it? It certainly is. And I, it, it's certainly what you've been saying is so true, is that if you really get clear on the needs, the desires, the struggles, the troubles that your ideal client is, is faced with within their life or in their business, if you work with businesses, you can speak to that. And if you don't get clear on that and, and your marketing, your messages has all sorts of different you know topics and ways that you're explaining it someone will read that and will automatically think well they're not talking to me and I heard a concept and I can't remember who it was that said this but uh, I thought it was it was incredibly said and we know we've spoken before about having an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset that when we're looking at niching or not niching not niching and trying to be everything to all people is actually a scarcity mindset and what you put your actions you know wow. your, your attention your energy and focus on is going to expand so you imagine that if you say well I'm going to work with everyone it really is well I don't want to you know, narrow my focus because I don't want to limit my income so and that's what a lot of people yes. do think and that's what you just said I think Keith where people say well I don't want to limit my income that's a scarcity mindset whereas if you say you know what I am so focused I know and these are the people that I want to serve and support and this is what they're struggling with and this is who they are that really is an abundance mindset because you're saying you're making a stake in the ground and, and claiming these are the people that I want to support and this that's is, far more abundant. This is really really valuable Amory this is so valuable because you know I have a similar phrase I use the word vanilla mm -hmm. you know you see this stuff you know you see this stuff that sort of looks okay but it's so vanilla 
It applies to everyone, but it really doesn't apply to anyone. Yes. But then occasionally you get this stuff, you go, wow, I get that. I want that. It shifts you from, well, okay, that's fine. Seen it before. Sounds the same. It doesn't look any different to me. To actually, this is really cool. This yeah. is really, really what I want. I want one now. <laughs> yeah. And shifting means changing. I want to give you a really cool example of niching, what you just said there. I really dig Latinas, you know, Spanish-speaking American women. Mm-hmm. And there are 50 million Spanish-speaking American women living in the United States, right? Australia has 22 or 26 million people total. Wow. Including kids and grandmothers. So, you know, there is a niche right there that is double the size of the population of Australia in one idea. (laughs) Now, that's the power of niching. If I started, for instance, say, for instance, I partnered with someone who can speak Spanish or I learnt to speak Spanish or I, you know, learnt to do the salsa dancing, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. suddenly I'm starting to speak Latina. I can't. I can't speak Spanish, but I really dig them. You know, they just have this really cool energy that I really like. So rather than going, okay, well, anyone in Australia can buy my product, anyone in the world can buy my product, and then suddenly everything is nothing, I really want to play out on this. So what do you recommend for niching? How do you get your mojo around niching? Is it a hard gig to sort of narrow it down? Well, it can be if people spend, I guess, too much time on concentrating on the wrong, you know, kind of elements. And it really does start with, okay, so who is it that you really like to work with? I mean, you just mentioned, it can, you know, a fantastic demographic. And there may be a certain group of people who, when you look back to previous experience that you've worked with, you've done some really incredible things with them. It may also be a particular marketplace or, you know, demographic in the marketplace that has a real need for your services and your support. So that might be something that you can consider as well. But what's really important is that whatever niche that you decide to do, there has to be not only a need, but there has to be and a demand, but there has to be, I guess, the reputation of that market or that niche that are willing and already investing in the service services that you provide otherwise you know for some people that want to break into a completely new market if you've got lots of time and lots of money backing you fantastic but I know for a lot of coaches if they're starting off because you don't want to have to convince someone to invest in your services because that is going to be draining for your business as well so there's you know a number of different factors but absolutely start looking at you know who is it that you really want to work with is there a need do they have a reputation for investing in that problem or solution something else too that you consider about niching there may be a specific skill skill set that you have that's really unique. I'm sure you've heard of the saying, jack of all trades, a master of none. If you try and portray yourself as doing everything and anything, then that too can stop you from building a reputation as a specialist. And people who are seen as specialists, as experts in their fields and people who are doing really great work can charge more, can get paid what they're worth. Whereas, you know, if you're seen more as, oh, well, just one of the, you were talking about vanilla, they don't really find find it easy to position themselves and get paid what they're worth. And Let me uh, just reiterate, mm. you, you, you've made two really cool points. One is this scarcity factor, which is I've never heard of this before, but it's really cool. I know the concept of scarcity, but I've never thought that not niching is a scarcity mentality. That is such a sharp insight. Mm-hmm. If you think that anyone can buy your stuff 
really what you're saying is I'm not sure if anyone wants my stuff. So mm. I better just spread my net really wide and capture anyone. Now, it's a psychological process, probably open for debate, but it's a really sharp insight. It's it is, because really I think it's based insight. on fear, isn't it? The fear that there isn't, you know, a specific marketplace, you know, a niche for you. You're limiting yourself if you do niche, and so you're going to open it up to everyone. And I think anything that is built on fear or doubt or confusion, which is generally what is, is happening when someone's not really clear on their niche, then whatever they're doing is, it's centred on that. You know, that's at the core and it, that can impact negatively unfortunately the results that we are generating or not generating in our business whereas if you say to yourself well I know there is an absolute need for this market you know in this particular market for my type of services they have a reputation for recognizing that there is you know a need and they're investing in that that's the market that I'm going to target so everything that you do is designed to speak to them to that particular person with those particular needs and issues and struggles and you can build a, such a close relationship with them wow. build know like and trust through your podcasting if you decide to do that through videos through articles through social media if you do that because every word that you put together every action all of your interactions is speaking to that person as if you are sitting across the table to them and you are saying hey I can help you. Let's work together. You know, it, it completely changes the whole energy it around it. It completely change. And you mentioned a couple of a key point that I want to pick up on, and this is the idea of doing the research around what's relevant and what's working. Is mm. there a way that someone who hasn't niched could do that research and, and apart from their personal interests, mm-hmm. how would they go about researching whether a field they were interested in might be a good cohort to target? Sure. Well, you know, we have got the tools at our fingertips that can provide incredible insights through social media. Twitter, I know that you absolutely love Twitter. There's such a large community on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn, a lot of those different areas where your ideal client is hanging out. So you imagine if you've got a couple of ideas and you're not sure which one works or whether your idea is really going to be a great niche for you, why don't you go out and start networking and asking questions of your ideal client or of people in your community and ask them hey what do you think you know there are forums out there on social network different networks where these people are hanging out and you can ask them that question and I'll give you an example as you know I love podcasting and as I was putting together podcasting for profit programs I reached out to the community and I said what would be some of the things that you would consider that would stop you from podcasting and you know that the information that I got back was just incredible not knowing about the equipment is it going to take time away from my paying work do I need to learn all of the technologies what's the learning curve you know all these different things that I had absolutely no idea about I just assumed people knew that now that was critical and I wove that within my marketing material you know podcasting is for you even if you think that you are technically challenged it's so easy and I will show you the three you know easy pieces of equipment 
appointment, which you've probably already got in your office already. So what's happened is my ideal client who would love to do podcasting and may have taken herself out, you know, podcasting not for me because I can't even, you know, switch my computer on. I'm just being silly, obviously, there. But you know what I mean? If I say that to her, it's like, wow, well, even maybe even for me, I can do this too. I don't need to be a technical guru at all. So what you just ask, go out and ask, do the research. Mm. And often, as you you just found there, one thing that happens from asking is it gives you great inspiration for blog posts, for videos, for, for upcoming shows, for interviews with other people. It gives you, actually, I've been asked this question a few times now. Maybe I'll write a blog post about that because I know heaps about it. Yes. And if, if this is a pain point for people, well, maybe I can just alleviate that for them. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a win-win. Niching is a subject for a whole show. A whole oh, absolutely. Study. It is. A lifetime's work. And you and I both are very... Very, very strong advocates of nation. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's probably the essential thing. It you is. Need to do that. And it will change everything. It will. It if, will. As soon as you niche it, will yeah. change everything about your business you know Keith you know Keith niching is the very first step that I always take clients through and in fact it is part of what I call my level one ambitious entrepreneurs pathway to prosperity if you don't have a niche if you don't know what your ideal clients are struggling with the programs that you put together and launch maybe no one's interested in that because there's no need so it is as you said it's a fundamental building block of everybody's business Wow. We'll come back to that idea, maybe in subsequent shows. But um, I want to talk about the money leaks, the Mm -hmm. common money leaks that prevent people from building that dream six-figure business. Sure. Now, just imagine you've identified your niche and you think, right now I'm going to go out there in the marketplace and I'm going to start to promote and, and connect with people. And you start doing that. And what happens is you haven't thought of how you're going to take that message across there. How are you going to say that in what way and that is I'm talking about your signature brand it's very much who you are what's unique about you and how you're going to differentiate the message from all of the other people who are offering similar services to you because if you don't have a signature brand and if that signature brand isn't woven through every single thing that's out there promoting you and sharing and showcasing your knowledge you unfortunately may just be seen as everybody else and I don't know about you but being seen as everybody else is not really going to position you as a specialist and a, and a go-to person and so it so really is defining your signature brand yeah so definitely. branding and niching are brothers aren't they I mean they go together they certainly do they certainly do because there are going to be uh, people who are your ideal clients who are going to resonate more with you and your style your mannerisms you know your idiosyncrasies those funny little characteristics or unique characteristics that just make you you than someone else you know doing that so when you are really clear on what it is that makes you unique and you weave it I call it an invisible thread through everything that you do that is when people start to take notice and what is it that that person's doing it it really like Marie is Smith, isn't it everything mm. she does is turquoise green yes and just her mannerism she's a bubbly kind of person and she's a yeah. great example you haven't heard of Mari smith m-a-r-i-s-m-i-t-h because not everyone has and uh, she's just a great example of a brand she's a lovely person she's just really warm and, and affable and you just look at everything she does it has the same flavor 
Mm. that invisible thread you talk about. Yes. Very it, clever. It is. And, do you know, what will often happen when people are not really able to define their signature brand, what they do is they say, let me just go and research online and see what are other people doing that is really successful and I'll try and emulate that. And they try and copy elements of that. Or they may go through a training program and they love the way that that person is really interacting and they try and emulate that brand. But you know what? It's not authentic. And it sticks out, unfortunately, like a, a sore thumb. Because I'm in branding and I've been doing this for, you know, decades now, I can almost tell when I'm reading through something and it feels off-brand to me. Because what happens is you'll read the articles or you'll read the sales page and it's in a certain way. And then you see the person and then you hear them and, you you know, you see them on the video. And the two are completely different, you know, and it, there's just no consistency. And you just know that that person's not stepping into their authenticity and it's unfortunate it really is unfortunate what you're saying here is actually magic this is not just science this is absolutely the essence of success because by being authentic and having some structure behind it you're actually melding the perfect union of both Mm -hmm. by copying what everyone else is doing you may look the part but it's not real and by being real, you might be a bit sloppy with your marketing because you haven't worked out the essence of how to do it. So by combining the two, niching and branding, and that third really important key of being authentic, then you really you can create a miracle here. You can really create something very unique. And we all know there's plenty of examples of people who are just so kooky, so out there, like maybe Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, Gary V. Mm-hmm. He's this really loud New Yorker dude who started selling wine. You know, he's just a larrikin. He's just, a, you know, he's really funny in his own sort of way. He does it so well, though, doesn't he? You just so well, and he's such an unlikely character Mm. to go viral. You know, he's just an ordinary bloke. I haven't met him yet, but he sounds like a wonderful person. And, you know, he's just got this really interesting way about him, and you know it's him. Yeah, absolutely. He is himself. Now, imagine if Gary Vanderchuk tried to be more subdued and tried, you know, a shirt and tie, not saying that he's not wearing a shirt and tie, but imagine if he tried to be a very sombre character and very serious. I mean, it would just, I would probably feel really inauthentic for him. And that's often what happens when we try and be someone we're not. I mean, that really is a scarcity mindset too. And it really is a self-debilitating because we're really saying to ourselves, I don't have permission to show up as myself. I have to try and be someone that I'm not. And it's exhausting. It is so exhausting. You know, I think the, the real power of what you're doing here is you, you're giving people permission, you know. You're giving people permission to be themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, Seth Godin talks about this a lot. He talks about the idea that the only way forward, the only way forward is to be the go-to guy. And the only way to be the go-to guy is to be yourself. Exactly. You can do the vanilla stuff and you can play safe and you can do what everyone else is doing and you'll look the part and you might even get by. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you'll ever be really successful in the sense that, first of all, you're not being yourself, so you're not going to be happy. And second of all, you're never going to make those big dollars or you're never going to have those big breakthroughs because you're just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has to be a superstar. I mean, it's not all about being amazing and being a superstar. But in order to cut through the millions of people on the Internet, millions of people on the Internet now, you've got to have something special. 
Yes. Often what you are is special. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds almost cliche, but the point is who you are authentically is different. Yeah. Let me give you an example, and this is just so, you know, it's eye-opening. I use a system that I call Branding with Archetypes, and there are 12 different archetypes, and each has its own set of characteristics, gifts, and qualities. Now, my leading or primary archetype is that of Explorer, so I'm very curious. I love going out there and discovering and helping other people find their inner brilliance, which is why I love, you know, doing what I'm doing. It, it really is my purpose. It's the destiny that I was put here on this earth to do. Now, the second archetype of mine is ruler. So I love, you know, systems. I love things to be really organized and structured and to really build something that's quite powerful. Yet I was speaking to a colleague the other day and she was more the innocent and the nurturer and also the jester too. Now, the jester is someone who's really funny. Now, when you speak to her, she just oozes those qualities. I felt very warmed by her. She was very caring. Yet also, she had a little, you know, this laugh that just made you want to crack up laughing with it. And that was the jester coming through. And she was so on brand. And it was just incredible. Now, she has permission to not only be nurturing in her environment and the work that she does with her clients, but also to be happy and to be fun. She said, if I'm not having fun in my coaching sessions, in the workshops that I run and and all of the other things that I'm doing, it's just not on brand for me. And I... I don't want to be doing it. And so, you know, you can see just by those couple of examples how powerful it can be to not only recognize what it is that makes you unique, but bring that into your business so that you can make that a core element of how you show up in the world. It's your promise of value. It is the brand message that is spoken or even unspoken and unspoken that makes you so unique and, and stand out. It cannot help but stand out. When you are on brand and just doing what it is that you do well, you cannot not help but stand out. That That's the way it goes. It really is the way. You know, you know the happens. thing that's very, very refreshing here, it's a really nice feeling to know that being on brand really is another way of saying being yourself. Mm-hmm. That itself is quite obvious to you and me. But the world of marketing, the world of niching, the world of branding often is tarred with this, well, I have to play this character. I've got to be sensible. I've Mm. got to be marketing myself. I've got to sell stuff. But, you know, branding really at its essence, if it's done the best way possible, is to just simply be yourself all the time. Exactly. You know, and what a revelation to think that you can actually be yourself Mm -hmm. and that's okay. I mean, that's a brilliant business strategy, isn't it? Oh, it certainly is. Just imagine you don't have to put on a mask every time you speak to people or go out and network with people or in your articles. You know, you can just, you know, harness all of those incredible qualities and and allow that to shine through everything that you do so that you can show up brilliantly across everything that you are putting out there in the world. That is, that's amazing. Now, the third section we wanted to talk about today is the system that you must have in place. Mm -hmm. Talk about the idea of a system, the idea of something that's yours and unique, this idea that something that is only yours, something that people have to come to you for. That's right. You know, and this can often be something that happens with many, many service-based entrepreneurs, particularly those of us who are sharing our expertise. We're coaches or we're consultants and we're really giving our IP, you know, 
the, the knowledge and the wisdom that we have learned over all of these years and bringing that out to the world. And often what happens in the system that we're talking about is the signature system. This is the steps that you take a client through that will get them to where they are stuck right through to you know unstoppable and, and achieving their goals. But it is so much more than that. It really is packaging that and showcasing that this is proven marketable material. And there's such an important message in that because you could have a signature system, but really if you ask yourself, is this proven, i.e. have other people used this and have they got results? Marketable material is is there a need out there? Is it marketable? Is it going to sell? Are people interested in it? Because if it isn't proven, you know, proven marketable material, you could bring your signature system and different packages and programs to the world. And unfortunately, there's no one there who really wants them. So those are some really key aspects. But let me give you an example. Imagine if you were a coach and someone were to ring you up and say, look, I'm interested in your, your services. How can you help me? And you try and explain your, you know, your program. Say, for since you're a job search coach. And you say, well, you know, the program involves us. We have a number of coaching sessions. There's six, actually. We meet. Um, I've got some questionnaires. We'll identify, you know, what you're really passionate about. What are your values? And really help you make the decision as to what it is that you want to do. Now, imagine if you compare that to, I have a 30 days, get noticed, get hired, get paid what you're worth job search coaching program. It's a kickstart program where I'll work closely with you. I really will identify the key areas that often keep people from getting stuck, tapping into the hidden market and something that I'm sure you probably are struggling with too, how to handle behavioral-based interview questions. Now, this package will really support you in identifying all all the key steps that you need to have. There's accountability in there and 30 days will have you heading in the right direction. Now, if you compare those two, and I mean, I just kind of plucked that out of the air, so didn't have much time to think, you know, a nice uh, title or whatever, but you can see that how you speak about it, the second one is more benefit driven, isn't it? It's got some great titles. I've identified. Let's pick up on this Mm. just in case people haven't heard of this scenario. Sure. what, What is the difference there between talking about simply what you get in terms of a catalogue, mm-hmm. a catalogue of what you get for your money, as opposed to what will happen if you take the program. A totally different story, yeah. isn't it? The difference between sharing features, which is what you were talking about, you know, the elements of the program, the step-by-steps and how many coaching sessions there are and what you'll do, and, you know, getting together and so forth. That's the features versus the benefits. What's the client going to get out of this? And if you've packaged that up and at the same time, you know, the proven element, you might say, look, you know, for some of my clients who've gone through that program previously, they were about 18 months, they were looking for new work but once they implemented just two of the steps that I'll show you too should you decide that uh, you want to say yes to yourself doing the investment two of those steps bang within 30 days they had a job and one that they loved felt there there was meaning there there was fulfillment it's far more exciting it's benefit driven and then you can share a little bit more you know once the potential client has gone wow that sounds fantastic then you can share a little bit more but so often we spend too much time talking about the features of uh, our program fundamental shift mm. isn't it it's a fundamental shift in the way you speak about your products and what you do isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely 
and you know once you have that system you can create different programs you can create VIP days with a number of steps from your signature system you might have a three-month coaching program or a six-month or a 12-month you can run one two three-day workshops type things you know with that because you've got this structure you know the steps that you want to take clients through and often too what happens is when clients are working with you and you don't have a system you don't have set templates already and worksheets and so forth it really feels like an overwhelming work to put all that together for each individual client but when you've got a signature system everything is already prepared and you are just sort of packaging that and delivering it to the client so it's efficient it's you know you're far more productive and you're far more irresistible to your ideal clients when you've got this great system it's proven marketable material you can share great success stories and you're really showcasing the benefits and how it's going to support them i love that phrase irresistible because you know one of the things that happens is it's this concept of vanilla okay well you're one of them and everything looks the same and uh, how do I stand out? And then suddenly the reverse is, I've got to have this now. Mm-hmm. When can we start? <laughs> we, we've all had this feeling, you know, where you, you see a movie you want to watch, you want to see it. As soon as it comes out, you line up. Yes. Or you see a chocolate bar or you see a restaurant you want to try or, you you know, you might want a new car or a handbag. I remember us having this discussion about your handbag, <laughs> that red handbag you shouted yourself one day. And, you know, you, you were so excited. You know, I'm going to buy myself a nice present. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes from this, this this feeling of desirability, this feeling of irresistibility. Mm-hmm. And what you're teaching is that, isn't it? You're teaching Absolutely. to get that. Yeah, when it's positioned in the right way and you've got it structured really well. And again, it's very much focused on benefits and results that your ideal client is going to achieve as you speak about that and they can hear the passion in your voice and how you want to help them. That becomes so irresistible to them. It's like, when can we start? I want that. I want to feel fulfilled and motivated in my work. I want to, you know, be able to easily answer interview you know, behavioral interviews, coaching sessions, of course, this is if you're a career coach. But you can see it, you can use this principle no matter what coach, you know, what you're coaching your clients in or what you're consulting. But it's positioning, packaging, and promoting in an irresistible way. And you can do that with your very own signature system. The three P's. What did you call it? Positioning, packaging, and promoting. Promoting, yeah. In a very irresistible, marketable, you know, way. And it's not pushy. You notice that I didn't say when you're going to buy the program, when you're going to sign up, can I have your credit card, please? I never mentioned any of that. I just explained the benefits. And it's almost like the clients going or the prospect would say, I want that. When can we start? So it really is creating an environment in, in which your ideal client steps up and says yes to you. And that's what it's all about. Because you think about it, what we've spoken about today, we've spoken about niching, and that is knowing who you're ideal client is and positioning everything that you're saying in your marketing you know in your communications to connect with them then in your signature branding that is also woven on all of that marketing material positioning you as a specialist as the go-to person and then with your packages when that also is very much aligned with your ideal client and the benefits you can see how irresistible that will make you and and people are almost when they even reach out to you and, and make an inquiry they're already halfway to that yes yeah. Yeah. This is absolutely brilliant. We've been sharing some great insights on Anne Marie's show. I'm the guest host, if you like, because <laughs> it's it's Anne Marie's 100th show. What a great achievement! And I'm so proud to be part of this with her. So 
wrap up, Anne-Marie, give us a couple of ideas about how people can contact you if this is the first time they've heard your work because I'm going to be sharing this with the world in my networks and maybe they haven't heard of you. Tell me a little bit about what you do uh, and where people can contact you, your main sites. Fabulous. Well, people can get in contact with me at uh, annemariecross.com, so A-N-N-E-M-A-R-I-E-C-R-O-S-S.com. And from there, there's lots of different articles, lots of different resources. In fact, if you go to that site, you'll see across the tab along the top of the site, start here. There's a number of great free resources that uh, I would love to share with people, seven-step audio series and how to get noticed and get more clients. There's a money leak report. So I know that we spoke about some money leaks on today's show. There are over 40, well, actually 40 other common money leaks that can keep people stuck in their business. So everybody can get their hands on my free checklist by going to annemariecross.com as well and use that as a checklist to ensure that they can plug up those money leaks in their business. That is brilliant. This is great. I'm so great we did this today because it was a great wrap-up of what you do and I'm, I'm giving you permission to tell everyone how wonderful you are and I'm going to share this with the whole world. Thank you. And I want to thank you, Keith, for stepping in and just being the amazing interviewer that uh, I know that you are and uh, for spending this time with me and, of course, with with our listeners. I I really do appreciate it. Oh, you know what? You're very welcome and no worries at all. It's a great collective use of our time. It's a great win-win, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. And look, for all of those people, if this is the very first time that you've joined us on the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, I really encourage you to uh, subscribe to the iTunes channel. Every week I have another guest expert, of course, of one of which has been Keith Keller sharing his brilliance and expertise on uh, Twitter. He's the go-to Twitter guy and lots of other shows lined up. And so we don't want you to miss out on that because if you want to build a successful business, we'll show you how with all of the guests and uh, brilliant speakers that we bring on the program. Let's wrap it up there and uh, and tell the whole world how wonderful you are and, and how proud I am of you that you've done 100 shows. Fantastic. Thanks again, Keith and uh, everyone else. We'll uh, hope that you've got an inspired week coming up and bye for now. See ya. been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally i invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitious that's be a sponsor at ambitious and we'll send you out further details This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.